Okay, we were joking just a second ago right before we started that we didn't have anything to talk about. And David said, what's your favorite color? So, oh boy, David, what's your favorite color? It's complicated. Because <laughs> that's not a complicated is not a color. <laughs> uh, I've uh, I, I think I've always said blue growing up, and then as an adult, I never owned anything blue. It's always been in like the brown family. So yeah, somebody, I think of those colors behind you that that burgundy, orangey, yeah. yellow. They're kind of like yeah. your uh, brand colors. So I think. Um, I, th- I, th- I think in warm tones, brown. I like my, I like the red in my logo, but um, it really, it's complicated because it depends. Like if I'm going to wear something, I'm going to wear something brown. I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out to dinner. It's going to be brown. The dinner's going to be brown. The dinner's going to be brown. <laughs> I only eat brown food. <laughs> <laughs> Super well done steaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always order my steak well done, and everybody laughs at me like I'm a baby. Well, <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. I always Brown. say, like, if I go to, like, a fancy steakhouse, I say, could you split it and then cook the middle, too? And then everybody at the table asks me, like, that's not how you eat steak, silly. <laughs> like, that's how I eat steak. <laughs> right now, everybody listening has said the same exact thing. That's not how you eat steak, silly. Well, Jimmy, what's your favorite color? I like black, mostly black, and I really like silver. I don't know if that's considered a color. Black, silver, and red. So that's like my superhero colors. Mm. When I dip into the night to go fight crime, <laughs> mm. I wear black, silver, and red. Seems to be my favorite colors. Huh. I mean, I had a, minute, are- I had a minute to think about it while Dave was answering, and that's kind of what I came up with. I'm just looking around my room and like, the coolest objects I like are either like black, silver, and like I'm attracted to them. Yeah. And look at this pen. And I didn't even realize it. This is one of those fancy pens that I bought with like the fancy end by the French guy. And the barrel's black and the ends are silver. Is the ink red? Because that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, let me see. It's not. It's black. Hmm. All right. Well, we are three very um, what? boring people because mine is great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks it's orange because right. the logo right. and, you know, I do like orange a lot, but orange, it's kind of complicated the same way, David. It's like orange is a great color, but you have to use it sparingly. You can't, everything can't be orange. Then it just is, will make you throw up. <laughs> so it's like orange is the highlight. It's the little, the detail that sticks out of, you know, yeah. probably red is probably that way for you. Jeff. Yeah. Like probably the pinstripe. Like certain things. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. So, well, let's, brown, let's wrap it black up. Black and gray. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask another question? Let's ask the audience. This has been a mystery for all three of us for the last maybe almost two years. How come Call Recorder doesn't always open up with Skype? <laughs> well, every, like, once every, like, is. maybe like once every couple of weeks, all three of us either don't have the Call Recorder, doesn't show up, and then we have to go and reinstall it. Here's the thing. I think most people that are recording podcasts are using a technology that's a little bit more advanced. Advanced. How so? Like I know every like I, I when I do my other podcasts, we use Zencaster, and we don't do that here. That's also you're subject to the the best internet connection there too. Here we 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 each record local using Call Recorder that seems to only work with. You can't use Call Recorder on its own. It has to work with Skype, right? It's like yeah. a parasitical. <laughs> app 
that doesn't always parasite to the app. Like it reminds me, I just found out about cowbirds. Are you guys familiar with cowbirds? No, is that another app? Uh, it's 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 a bird, <laughs> but it's a stupid bird. It's a really it's it's it, it's a butthole bird because it it lays its eggs in other birds' nests so those other birds can take care of them. Oh, that is so funny. Wow. Kind of yeah. like call recorder. Yeah, it's exactly like call recorder. <laughs> huh. Why is it called a cowbird? Because it's brown. C O W? And just because it's brown doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. Cowbird? C O W? Yeah. Huh. Well, now now you know. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. So should we hit record? <laughs> no. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? What's been going on? Let's start with Jimmy. Me? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'm working on the show. We're getting down to the last episode. We start the last episode today, and it's everyone's a bit melancholy. We've had such a really wonderful time this whole episode, this whole, you know, this, the episode of making this show. It's everybody just laughs and just says, this is either going to be the hugest flop or the hugest hit because we've had so much fun making it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just it's such a little bit, I can't really tell you much more about it other than that it's just an odd premise and as soon as the company that's making it allows us to market it we'll definitely talk more about it and share lots and lots of fun pictures but it's been such a wild trip and it's been the culmination of all my tv experiences wrapped up in one like all the good parts of all my tv experiences so we've had a lot of fun you know there's still like you're in you're in the tv business so there's lots of stupid things that just come along with that you know things that make me gripey about it but in general, hanging out with uh, the team, you know, individually, one-on-one, everybody's been fantastic. But, you know, like I said, just the idea of just being in a TV concept, there's a lot you got to give up and a lot of compromises you have to make. But in general, everybody's been great. It's been great working with the producers. They really have our best interest in mind, you know, as far as the concept of uh, the program or the episodes go. And just in general, it's been so collaborative uh, uh, in, in a very positive way. And, and of course, working with the uh, my guys, Derek and and Jackman and Pat and Graz, and it's it's been so much fun. I mean, we we, we never stop laughing. We kind of keep joking. We're like the monkeys, you know. But uh, besides that, I I did uh, I I published my guitar video last week, which I don't know, just it tanked, which is fine. It's just another video out there. It'll eventually creep up. But those the guitars for the great guitar build off. I don't think I'm going to do it next year just because I always, it's the type of thing that I I just get a little paralyzed and I wait till the last minute and then I just, you know, I I don't give it the effort that it deserves. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think I might bail on it next year in general. And then, you know, I find that the guitar nerds are as bad as like blacksmith nerds (laughs) and guitar nerds are so vicious. I haven't really read the comments because I've been so busy and it's just one of those things. It's like, you just black it out. But uh, I did see a couple come across my phone and man, the guitar community is so vicious. Mm. It's just so vicious. It's like, you know, like you're supposed to be like a fun loving musician, but when it comes down to the technology, they're just as mean as, mm. like, I don't know, who's a bad nerd? Who are the bad nerds? I don't know. <laughs> speaker, speaker. I mean, nerds. don't you think every, don't you think everything has that? Like every, the more narrowed in you get yeah. on something, yeah. the more passionate people get, which means the more defensive and like aggressive they get. 
I think everything has that. Yeah, but it's so funny. Like, I, I flutter through YouTube, and I see somebody doing something that I personally wouldn't think is great. And maybe I'm just, like, an uh, overly positive person. I look at them, and I go, wow, look at them trying their best. And, then, you know, oh, that is actually a good technique. You know, oh, that one little thing they do, you know. And I would never go on a thing and just say, you know, we don't want to turn this into a thing about comments. It's really more about just looking at somebody putting an effort forward maybe it's not their best effort maybe it is maybe you know who knows just mm-hmm. like can can we just all get along <laughs> can i maybe ask you yeah do you have notifications set up on your phone so you get a notification every time so many comments no I, it's okay. funny i only get a notification like one out of every like thousand and i don't know why i don't know how it's set up that way which doesn't bother me because every once in a while it's a barometer for me of when videos surge so there'll be a moment where suddenly I'm getting like, a, like I'll get like six or eight comments in a day and that's all I'll get about one video that I published three, three years ago. And I'm like, okay, someone's talking about this and I'll go and look and it will be like the video that's, that's peaking that day or that week. So for me, it's kind of a cool little barometer, but in general, but do you have, do but, you have emails turned on? Do you get an email every time somebody leaves a comment? Uh, no. Only once in a while. Seriously. Are you I, I, sure? <laughs> no, I, I'm serious. Like when you, because I, I, that only goes to my dot Gmail account, which I don't pay attention to that much. I only have it just so I have my name. So all that stuff goes to the, you know, the Google account. And, you know, I get like uh, reports and, you know, all that other stuff. You know, when you get to a certain level of, like I have like content matching. So all those emails go. But I only get like a comment once in a long while. That hmm. you know, so it's not it's not like every single like I get like ten a day. I don't know how that works. Like instead of getting yeah. obviously thousands a day, which I would normally get if I had full notifications on. Dave, I just um uh I, I thought of a topic maybe after we we talk about what we're doing, um uh, is uh getting into the state of flow, because um email and notifications, all those things are distractions that keep you from getting into that state. So maybe that's, since we don't have a topic, maybe we can talk about how or what we think about the state of flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because working on the show and I could talk about this in depth, you can't obviously have your phone in your hand every five minutes. You got to keep putting your phone down. So I've had long stretches in a typical day where I don't look at my phone for four or five hours or three hours. And I don't even know where it is because when I do look at it or, you know, I notice I need to talk to Taylor about something about the house or whatever, I look at it and then it's like, all right, Jimmy, we need you. And then I just put the phone down wherever I am. So like three or four times a day, I have no idea where my phone is in the shop. Like anybody see my phone? Like, oh, it's over here. And then, cause I just keep plopping it on the table, like right near where we're about to do some action. And, uh, but, uh, what else am I working on? I'm doing a, the Carolina Shoes video this week, which is a little bit of blacksmithing. And, uh, you know, we work 12 hours a day. Then I work yesterday, Monday, Tuesday. I worked in the evening on the blacksmith shop, which is fun. It's always good to get out there and, you know, feel like I'm it, blacksmithing is something that really makes you feel alive, no matter how you slice it, you know, no matter what the project is. So always, as always, oh, you know what i really gotten into? And I'll, I'll end on this little thing. My pottery, I got a pottery kiln, and yeah. I'm really delving into pottery and, and what it is, how it is, how the science of it works. And it is so much more complicated than I first anticipated. There's so many more things to know. And Bob, you live with a potter, and you do it yourself, right? Do you do any pottery personally? I mean, I've, I've just, like, touched it. I don't really do it. But your wife is, is an experienced yeah. potter. And there's so much to it, and I'm watching there's so many good channels 
if you just Google pottery, there's so many, and you know, the, I, I haven't seen, I wonder if pottery is one of those disciplines where people like, you did it wrong. It's <laughs> not how you do it. You know, because potters are so chill. They're like so relaxed yeah. and so calm and, you know, all their videos are, you know, on the verge of being too boring, but they're all extremely informative. You got to kind of jump ahead, but you really can't jump ahead on those videos because there's lots of science to it. Subtle science that will make your art or your, you know, your, your work good, bad, or, or failure or succeed. So the, uh, I've been delving into that. I haven't fired my first batch yet. We made a couple things on Instagram. I might've showed some stuff. And uh, Taylor's going to make some stuff this week. We're going to fire over the weekend because it takes about 30 hours to fire a full a full uh, cycle. You know, whatever it is, whether it's cone, whatever, or whatever, whatever. And uh, cone 6, 7, 8, these are different. And then like cone 0.06, these are different. They're like traditional ways of saying the temperature range between this and this. The temperature range between right. this and this. You say, you say a cone, it's, it seems to be like an old school traditional way to do it. And uh, people are very serious about it. It's not like, oh, now that we have the temperature scale, let's just call it temperature scale. You know, it's very traditional. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm learning about that, watching lots of videos on that. And uh, I'm real excited to fire my first batch and see what happens. You know, it might be a failure, but that's from that's how you learn. You learn from your mistakes most often. You learn more from your mistakes than you learn from your successes. It's just a pretty common thing. That's cool. I've been. I saw that you were working on some on Instagram. Yeah, I'm excited to see where that goes. It is a. I've I've just barely done it, uh, like twice. But it is a lot of fun. And it, it talking about flow, like that's a thing that you could get completely mm-hmm. focused on, and you have to pay attention to everything that all of your fingers are doing at one time. Otherwise, it just goes like. Blah, 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 oh yeah, I haven't spun away. anything yet. We're just making. We're just constructing objects from you know, oh. just like because I, I I ordered a small wheel off Amazon, like two hundred dollar wheel which will come. I just want to get my skills up a little bit. And I have a concept to use an old printing press flywheel to make a, uh, to make a, a kick wheel. But that, you know, once oh, cool. the show's out of here, I'll do the, I'll do that. Yeah. Throwing it is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. It's really cool. So I'm excited about that. It's a totally new discipline that I've never had any experience with. And I never even knew anybody that did it. Uh, my sister's friend in college, her best friend did pottery and, and she majored in pottery. And in my mind, I'm like, somebody majoring in pottery, that's, that's a major. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard, but that was 10, 20 years ago. Uh, it was 25 years ago when my sister got out of college. And I always think of my sister's friend when I think of potters. And I realize now how complicated and how skilled she was. But I just, you know, it's one of those things where you just think, oh, that's easy to do. It's just like arts and crafts. It's not. It's, a, it's, an, extremely, it's an extremely complicated craft. And when you just pick up, you take completely for granted, like, any cup you touch, any dish, toilets, anything that's made out of fired clay, and the science behind it is, is extremely complicated and thousands of years old, the science. Mm. So I'm developing a, a newfound respect for that whole concept. Cool. Awesome. Well, David, what have you been doing? We finished up a, a mirror that's going to come out, I think, on on Friday. But this was a a no straight lines and no computer project. So the hallway cabinet that I made a couple weeks ago, um, this is a mirror to complement that piece. And I just took a big 28 by 28 piece of craft paper and I just drew this amoeba shape on there for the outside. And then I drew an amoeba shape for the inside. 
And so the offset is um, not equal all the way around. So it's kind of kind of weird shaped. And then I made that out of out of walnut. And it's all long grain to long grain. So for you know what would I guess be the top and the bottom, I had to cut cut up a, a bunch of little pieces and then glue them together to make efficient use of walnut because you know you you wouldn't it would be a waste to glue up something that's 28 inches by 28 inches and then cut out a big circle. So that was fun and challenging. And then cutting the mirror um, with all the curves was a little challenging. It, 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 I didn't have any issues, but if you look at the backside of the mirror, you would wonder who the heck made this thing because it looks really sloppy, but it's all covered by the by the rabbit, so it's, it's all fine. And uh, I think it came out pretty cool. It's a real simple project anybody can can do in a day so that um that is that is it that's all i that's all i made this week cool um let's see what have i been doing uh i've been in kind of a weird year two years (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i feel like i i don't have as like the progress forward on things feels really different maybe this is a topic too we should think like for five minutes ahead before we start recording and we can come up with actual <laughs> topics. But um, I, I'm i trying to think what I've been working on, and that's hard to think of because I don't feel like I've accomplished much. I realized this yesterday. The reason I don't feel like I've accomplished much is because nothing has completed. I'm realizing more and more about myself that <clears throat> my accompl- my sense of like, yay, I did a thing, is when it's done, not when it's moved forward necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of these projects that are, like the kitchen is just, it's just not done. It can't be done because we're waiting on countertops still. We're waiting on this thing and that thing, and I just don't have time to get to it all yet. And so it's this lingering, big, incomplete thing. Even though I'm moving forward and I'm making progress on it, it just feels incomplete. It doesn't feel further along. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So when I look back at my past week of what I've been working on, it's like, oh, I moved a bunch of things forward a little bit, but nothing is done. So it doesn't really feel like I did anything. So I've recognized that about myself. I'm trying to figure out how to change my attitude towards that because then I just feel stunted. Like I haven't done anything all week, and that's not the truth. I have done stuff all week. So anyway. We'll peek into what I've been thinking about <laughs> the last couple of well, days. It's one of the reasons I like doing little small crafts because I can make something, it's done in a day or two, and I, I get that sense of accomplishment. And on bigger mm. projects, after a few days, they start to feel like a burden on me almost. It's like, oh, I just want this to be done because I haven't got that kick of dopamine that, that I get when the, when the project is done. So... Yeah. And there are lots of big projects that I want to do. And sometimes I wonder if I put them off because they're not as satisfying. So, hmm. yeah. yeah. It's something I think about as well. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's something I need to do as well. Pick some smaller things and just, get just to move sense, forward. Get that sense of accomplishment. Build up yeah. your, build up your so, confidence. Even last week, it's not really lacking. You just really, you just, you just need to remind yourself what it feels like. Um, remember last week I was talking about how my Land Cruiser broke down yeah. and I had two cars. Well, that was one thing I did complete over the weekend, which was really cool. Um, <laughs> the radiator that I ordered got delivered to somebody else's house <laughs> and it took me several days to find that, which was, and it's the really nice guy just like 
found my phone number on the package and called and then drove it over and dropped it off. It was really cool. Anyway, I finally got that. And once I had that, oh, here's a funny story. This is a car story that you guys might appreciate. Well, I, I finished the Land Cruiser. Let me finish that thing. So I, I actually got all of the parts put back in, the whole thing put together, and I didn't mess anything up. I didn't lose anything. I didn't, it runs, stays cool. Like, it was good. <laughs> you know, and now I have a working car, and I pulled out three big pieces and put in three big pieces, yeah. and everything's good. So that's like a... It was semi-major nice semi surgery for, for automobile. Yeah, yeah. I felt like it. I mean, I don't know. I've never done that type of stuff. So it, anybody who has any car experience is probably like, oh, that's the easiest thing you could possibly do. But it was nice, and it works. And that's the important thing is I have a car again. But here's the funny, annoying story. So when I'm, I had to take out uh, the radiator, the water pump, and the alternator. Those all had to be replaced. To do that, I also had to take out the battery and the battery box. And I feel like some other, a couple other little shroud, things. But those were the major. Shroud. Yeah, the fan shroud, the fan off the front of the water pump. Those had to come out. And that's all has to be done in a certain order because you can only get to one thing when you remove the thing in front of it, right? So as I'm taking these things out, I'm I have a little magnetic dish there and I'm taking out the screws or the bolts or whatever it is and I'm bunching them and I'm looking at them and I'm typically have a really good memory about things. So if I take this pin and I set this pin on a table in the shop for a couple of weeks at least I can remember where I put that pin. So I'm pretty good with like visual thing, here's where it is, it's stuck in my mind, I know where that thing is. So as I'm going through taking out these screws and these bolts I'm putting them in little bunches and I'm like, well, these screws would only work in the, you know, they're screws. They can't be used to hold a radiator on. So they have to be used for this thing. So I'm like bunching them, kind of remembering where they are. And <laughs> I go to start putting stuff back in. I put the, the alternator back in, put the water pump back in. And then I'm looking ahead to finally get this radiator and I'm looking ahead at all the hardware, the screws and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, just to make sure, those four go here. These two go here. Wait, where does that one go? <laughs> There's this one bolt. Always happens. Just one. <laughs> like, everything's symmetrical. There shouldn't be one bolt anywhere. And so I'm looking at this thing going, wait, did I miss a bolt already? Like, I'm halfway in reverse surgery here. Did I miss something? I, I Surely I didn't, because there's only four holes in this thing. There's two holes in this thing. I already put those in. They're mounted. It's good. And I stopped. I had like Saturday morning to work on this thing. I'm like, I got two hours. I can get this all together. I stopped and spent two hours trying to figure out where this bolt went. Because I didn't want to put stuff back in and then realize that, oh, it was at the very bottom of the hole and I got to dig everything back out to put it in. So I go like I'm my phone's down in there and I'm taking pictures inside places I couldn't possibly see just to look for an empty hole or, and I'm comparing it to the other bolts and trying to figure out like what type of thing it would be holding on. And it was a big, like two and a half inch. It was a bolt bolt, something important. And the more I thought about it, the more I remembered this thing, I remember finding it or I remember it being at the beginning, which means it's at the end now. So it's not, like, I'm probably good. I probably haven't missed it yet, but it's 
I remember it being kind of out of place. And I had that feeling. And I like, I remember it being not a big deal and kind of weird, but it was near the end or the beginning. And, you know, I just, and I spent two hours in the sun, 95 degrees, (laughs) just going like, where does this bolt go? And I got so aggravated. And then we had to go to a birthday party. So I was aggravated the whole time at this kid's birthday party. And I come back and I'm finally just like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to have to start putting it back together and I'll figure out where this thing goes. So I, you know, start putting things back together. I have to do a couple things twice because I like forget a grommet here or this or that or whatever. Finally get everything back together. I'm putting the battery box, which is almost the last thing, back into the car. And I drop it down in there and I look down in the battery box. And then in the bottom of the battery box, there's this little indention just like this little section that goes underneath the battery that has no purpose. It's just there. And as soon as I saw this thing, I remember, I remembered when I took the battery out the first time, there was a spare bolt laying <laughs> in that little area. This bolt is not even used. It's not important. It's just like somebody left it in there one time before I even owned the car. I spent so much time, oh, wasted so much time trying to figure out, trying to be like thorough, right? And trying to figure out, what I was doing wrong, turned out I wasn't doing anything wrong. I just pictured the guy who actually took the bolt out of some other part of the engine, scratching his head going, well, let me just leave it here in case I remember where it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like probably deeper into the engine, deeper into yeah. the breakdown of the car. So It's somewhere else. <laughs> Hang on to there's, it. There's one missing. But anyway, so my recommendation for anybody who's going to work on a car, especially if you don't have experience, is label the stuff. And if you find something odd, make yourself a note somewhere so that you don't have to like figure it out later as I'm looking at the Carmen Ghia and, you know, thinking about how I'm going to strip that thing and how I'm going to work on it. I started thinking about like, where, where's a strength of mine that I can organize the, as I take things off, you know, how can I keep track of the bolts and the nuts and all the different things and keep them separated? Cause once I start taking an entire car apart, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of matching you know bolts and stuff like that so anyway that was a big thing for me but getting it put back together getting it drivable and i've driven it a few times now so i'm still a little hesitant but i have confidence now that it's fully working and that feels really good to take something that i just don't really have experience with and to do it and it's completed you know that part of it felt good as well but um Then over this week so far, I've been working on some lights. I'm trying to make some pendant lights using kind of a strange method that I haven't done before. And I think that might be part of my, I don't want to say frustration, but like my not feeling super productive is that I I keep jumping into things that I don't know I don't have a big plan for, which can make for good videos and can be interesting if you're just like making it up as you go. But it also is hard to gauge how how close you are to being finished or how well they're going to work because I just don't know how it's going to turn out, you know, um, versus if I were to make a cabinet, like I pretty much have that in my head and I know how it's going to work out and what it's going to look like and how long it's going to take and the pitfalls and stuff like that. So I think I need to figure out a way to balance the uh, that the type of project and my familiarity with the type of project before I go into it so that within a month I've got some things that are experimental some things that are interesting and new and some things that are kind of 
motivational. They're going to just kind of move me forward and feel mm-hmm. you know productive. So those are the things that I've been doing. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I've been thinking about stepping outside the comfort zone and, you know, trying to do things that are a little bit more elaborate. But obviously at the moment, I'm kind of spreading myself too thin. So once the show's gone, I'm going to delve into a couple of ideas that I have. But uh, it's it's uh, it's it's tough to step outside your comfort zone too many times in a row. Yeah, it's when you start feeling like, okay, do I really know what I'm doing? You know, you really question, and then you got to look back and say, okay, this is my portfolio. I've accomplished a lot of good things, and uh, you know what? I'm also starting to realize it's like this is going to be an odd comparison, but you know, like remember when evil Knievel would jump like a bus and everybody would be like, Oh my God, they made it into like an NBC special. Now you got guys jumping buses like alone in the parking lots just for practice and like nobody cares. And you got like someone like Travis Pastrana that's doing like a triple forward flip. And like, that just becomes a YouTube meme. It's like, Oh wow, that's incredible. You know, obviously that was a huge accomplishment for him and many other guys that just keep pushing the boundaries of of what's possible, what's humanly possible. And, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of the things we were doing on YouTube were interesting. And now you got guys that are just so good at what they do because suddenly like everyone's pushing collectively. You have like the, the entire consciousness of like the maker community, just pushing themselves further and further and further. And some of the blacksmiths that are out there are just unbelievable. It kind of makes me want to be like, what's the point of even trying? These guys are so good. But, and, you know, some of the most complicated CNC projects, it's just like, wow, like I have so much more to learn, you know, pottery, so many skilled potters I've been starting to realize. And you got to really just make sure that that's not a discouraging thing. And that's an encouraging thing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you think you're at a certain level, you think you're like evil can evil, like, oh, I can jump a car. And then you like look over there and there's a guy that doesn't even have cameras on him who's doing like triple forward backflips. You go, oh, okay. Um, I guess I got to up my game, you know. And then it's that's just what I've noticed in the last, you know, six to eight months is just there's so many, so many more skilled people online. And, you know, the people that are pushing themselves and then there's more light on people that are just absolutely naturally skilled and, you know, almost born that way. And I think it's great, but it is easy to be discouraged and look at someone like that and say, you know, I'm worthless because I can't do that. It's yeah. it's really important to remember, like, something more effective, like, I want to be able to do that. And if I get a certain percentage closer to that, I'm improving. You might not get as good as, you know, a triple forward flip like Travis Rishrana, but you get close and you say, oh, wow, okay, I'm getting, you know, that 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 person's accomplishments are helping me improve my own personal accomplishments. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I mean, to be perfectly honest, it, it would be easy. I understand why somebody outside of me would look at uh, the size of our channel and the number of videos we've put out and the many types of things and think that I know a lot of stuff or that I'm really confident in the things that I do. And the fact of the matter is I'm not. I feel the whole imposter syndrome thing, I feel that daily. I feel like I'm faking it, like I barely know what I'm doing with all these different things that I do. And, you know, you're right when you see somebody else who's really good, who's like naturally just good at something or has worked really hard. Maybe they're not naturally good at it. They're just good at it for whatever reason. Like that can be really 
just like, well, I mean, I muddled my way through that thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I can't compare to that. And- it's also <clears throat> really easy to see somebody else succeed at something and not know all the failures that they went through to get to that point as well. You are only seeing what they post on social media because so you are seeing the best of them. You're not seeing the worst of them. So it's, yeah, it's really hard to compare yourself to somebody else. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I put out the, the last video in the R2D2 series last week. And lots of people were asking for your, your R2 sounds, Jimmy. Never, <laughs> <laughs> you know, R2 sounds in there. Um, but it's interesting because in my mind, that was the thing that like, I just, I kind of worked on here and there. I didn't, I didn't really make up anything like that was, that's all problems that have been solved by other people for the most part. I mean, so it doesn't to me feel like the accomplishment that it feels like, that it looks like to other people which I think is a really interesting thing. I got it done and just kind of like, okay, well, it's upstairs now. And I haven't really thought any more about it. It's not something I play with every day. I don't like talk to him when I walk by him and stuff like that, you know. But the response on Instagram from people is just like, that's amazing. That's so incredible. Like, you're so good at this. And I'm like, I, I mean, not really. I I like tinkered with something for two and a half years and then it, I stopped tinkering with it. That's, in my mind, that's just my... That's how I feel about the thing. I believe, I believe, I mean, I mean, I think you need to give yourself a little bit more credit because it's like the climbers that want to climb Mount Everest. And, you know, the, obviously the risk there is death, but the risk with this simple project or this type of simple in comparison to climbing Mount Everest, the risk with this project is that you don't finish it. Mm. And, you know, in, in, in the context of building R2-D2, you've climbed Mount Everest, you've, you've accomplished it. So it's it's a task that in your mind you're like, this is I don't know how I'm going to get to the end of this, but at least I'm going to try the journey, and <clears throat> you've accomplished it. The same way that like when I started doing that blue truck, I was like, there's no way I'm going to finish this. This is way more than I can handle. Let me just jump in and deal with it, and see what I could do, and I got through it. I got through it in, in a pretty pretty good pretty good accomplishment. You know, like I didn't I didn't cut too many corners. Uh, you know, I was able to get it to her seriously because, you know, you get to that point where you're like, do I take the whole entire bed of the truck off just to get at these two little spots for paint? Like, no, I'm not going to do that. There are people that wouldn't even consider not doing it, but I'm not one of those people. I'm going to leave the bed of the truck on and just spray paint up under there because I don't care what it looks like. It's just a truck. Yeah. But, um, you know, the... So you've accomplished something that very few people have, but the group of people that did it can all get together and be like, oh, you know, you, you might talk about servos and, and you know, whatever, uh, breadboards and so on, you know, electronic stuff that to me is like, wow, I would, I, I don't know if I could, if I can go down that journey. I don't know if I'd be able to accomplish that journey, but you did, yeah. you know, so you should. Give yourself a little bit more credit is what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to discredit it. Uh, it, it's weird what I was saying earlier about, you know, not feeling like I have accomplished a lot lately. One of the things that I have accomplished is finishing a project that's been going on for two and a half years. And so, yeah, I completely glossed over the fact that that is a significant thing that is now done. But in light of the other things like the kitchen is the kind of big thing that is not completed. It's almost like that one thing that gets completed is just kind of, well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm done with that. But there's still this big mm. 
thing, you know, I mean, and then I look at the Carmen Ghia, I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? Why did I open another can of endless worms? It's like this, that car is going to go on for a really long time. And I'm excited about it. I'm not like disappointed that I have that coming up, but with that feeling of not, you know, checking things off a list, like, like, why did I just make, I, I created a new list with an endless number of checkboxes on it. <laughs> like, why don't I stop making lists and finish the lists and be done with this stuff before I move on? So anyway, I'm, yeah, the, the R2-D2 thing, I can totally see why that looks to other people uh, like a, a huge, big accomplishment. And it's weird to me that having it done now, it doesn't feel like that big of a deal. It doesn't feel like it's that. because you didn't do it all at one time. You tackled one little problem yeah. at a time over two and a half years which is a yeah, great way to true. tackle an issue. Yeah. But it's funny because you, when you do that, you kind of forget about mm-hmm. how big of a thing it is, you know, cause you're just looking at the small stuff, but so looking ahead at, you know, this car or, uh, we're talking about doing some kind of construction in our backyard, like completely revamping our yard and <sighs> that. And then the a frame, I'm looking at these things that are like, yeah, this is like the rest of my life. <laughs> these are these are things that will be going on, not all at once, you know, but will like these are multi-year things that if I stack them up and work on them and they overlap a year or two here and there, like this could be until I'm too old to be doing this stuff anymore. These, and that's kind of weird to think about, you know, that they could take that long, but yeah. Anyway, I've been very thoughty lately. In case you can't tell, <laughs> we spend a lot of time in our own heads. Yeah, it's it's funny though. I also um, don't get to spend a lot of time in my own head because I was talking to Jenny about this yesterday. Uh, since you know we have uh, Josh and Anthony work here, and so they're here throughout my work day and stuff, and we work on videos. And then as soon as I go upstairs, the kids are here. We have family life. There's, I've found that I have less time these days to just be, to just think and to not be distracted with actual things to do, not distracted, but occupied with things to do. You know, it's, it's difficult to find time just to like Jimmy, you always talk about going on walks and stuff and just focusing on thinking. Yeah. And that's something I really need to get better at. I'm trying to figure out where to fit that in. This Sunday, is a, 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 Sunday, uh, everything was down, no show, no this, nothing to do. And there was so many things for me to do, and I did nothing. I was like, and in my mm-hmm. mind, you know, like there's that there's that inner voice that's like, come on, come on, you got to do something. You're behind on this. You, you haven't finished that. You know, you got to rebuild your porch. There's all these things that I got to do. And I just, and there's that duality. There's that other person's like, you owe, you, you owe it to yourself to take a break. And that was, that was when Sunday I began playing with pottery because it was just a complete left turn of all the things that I still needed to do. Like we started work Monday a little bit later than expected. And then Monday morning I woke up, I was like, I did nothing yesterday. I didn't go through my bills. I didn't organize my files. You know, I still organize paper files and stuff uh, for my accounting. So Monday morning I got up and I did all that stuff because the show started an hour later. But uh, Sunday I just afforded myself the ability to just like kind of free think, play with clay and, 
And it's hard to do that more often. I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, there's going to be a giant vacuum when the show leaves. Obviously it's been since mid April where there's 30 people here, at least a giant portion of every day. And even on, and lately it's been every Saturday as well, because we realized if we wanted to end July 3rd, we have to start working Saturday. So we've been working every Saturday too. So Sunday has been like a very precious few minutes off. And I didn't want to devote that to just jamming on the next video, whatever that is. I was like, you know what, if I'm going to work hard during the work week, let me just continue to work hard during the work week and explore once everybody leaves. And that's, that's kind of what I've been doing. But in in general, um, yeah, you just got to force yourself the time to think. So I can, I completely understand having the distractions when there's people here. And every morning I try and work on videos and, and it's, it's totally fine. You know, I, I'll, I'll bring something up and start working on like, well, the meeting, the morning meeting starting. And I'm like over in the corner, like filing something in the vice and everyone by one, I was like, what are you doing? What are you working on? Oh, you're making another video. Oh, you doing? Yeah, are you doing? Huh? What is that? How do you do, what that? you do for a living? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> could you please just stand in front of the camera? Oh, I'm sorry. Is there a camera? Oh, oh, see, okay. I'll ask you. Yeah. So the whole time I'm still just trying to do my thing and everything. You sure? That's oh, going to work. Do you make it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. You use the Canon. Oh, that's cool. I like. The, you know what I like to use? I'm like, I'm still recording in the show. Just a few minutes to finish. Them. I just, I gotta, I gotta make my video. We only have till ten minutes for now. <laughs> <laughs> Try to jab in between the cracks. <clears throat> well, um, we didn't get to flow state, but. Uh, we literally didn't get to flow state, but we also didn't get to talking about flow state. <laughs> but I wrote it down. Okay. So we now have an official blue post-it note with topic ideas on it. Boom. Well, well topic idea. There's one on there. This is flow state. So I'm going to save this for next week, and I'm going to put it right in front of my computer so that when we start recording, we have something to talk about. Right. Is that cool? Yeah. That's good. And then as we think of stuff, let's text Bob this week. It's a, what is this week? Episode... <laughs> <laughs> 310 and we, we finally started that list yeah <laughs> we should do that actually write down topics somewhere ahead of time huh <clears throat> what? Thought? we're professionals what? you know what it is i meant to say this before i, I wrote it down the duality of self <clears throat> bob when you were talking about you're talking about that bolt in the car i'm finding at 54 years old it's hard to believe that i'm that old I'm really starting to realize there's two of there's two versions of me that are constantly in a day interwoven. And the version of me that says, I'm going to put this right here and I'm going to remember this in an hour. And then the version of me that comes back and says, I have no idea where I put that bolt. How could I not remember? I guess it's just the way it is now. So it's the, the version of me that's just like, oh, okay, you know what? Let me leave this right here on the edge and I'll handle this when I come back. And then the version of me that's just like, Three days later, I left like a milk out on the counter. I'm like, whatever happened to that milk? And it's gone. And I don't even know how or why. It's just like. But that other version remembers you thinking, I'm going to remember this. Right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it's those two people are just not connected anymore. And there's there's things that I find (laughs) that I didn't know I was supposed to remember. Like I'll find like I'll find an envelope. Like this morning, I found an envelope from a fan that I got to my New York P.O. box just cleaning my table up and I picked it up and I don't ever remember seeing it. I don't ever remember grabbing it out of the box. Just one envelope with stickers in it and a cute note. And I picked it up and I was like, Oh, the other version of myself put this here so that this version of myself could find it. This is amazing. 
I think there might be a screenplay happening. Yeah. Right now. Is that what are you are you writing something? <laughs> no, it, it's true. There's so many times where like I'll find my favorite pen like tucked like in a drawer or you know my favorite pen that day or that week. Like, oh yeah, I remember that other Jimmy put this here so that I could find it now. <laughs> I don't remember putting it there, but I know that's the reason it's here is because that other version of me 2 weeks ago stuck it here so that I could find it. Hmm. I'm like, thanks Jimmy. Hmm. You're welcome Jimmy. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe next time we can have an episode with the other Jimmy and he can talk. <laughs> oh. the, one that, the one that puts things everywhere, expecting this yeah. version to find it. Uh, all right. Well, let me thank our Patreon supporters. Big thanks to everybody that helps us out over there. We're going to go to the after show for them uh, in just a minute. Um, big thanks to Odin Leather Goods, Corey from Makeshape Create, Rich at Lowen Designs, Blondie Hacks, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, You Can Make This Too, Chad from Mancrafting, Works by Solo, Albers Woodworks, and Corey Ward. But also everybody else like Brendan Shaw. He's one of our other patrons. What's up, Brendan? Thank you to all of them and to all of the other people uh, that support the show at patreon.com slash making it. We do appreciate it because it Helps us justify this time to like hang out every week and talk about our different versions of ourselves and how we feel and stuff. <laughs> um, if you want to get the after show, which everybody, every patron gets, go to patreon.com slash making it. Bob, thank you. You had that yes. moment where, where like the old, you know, the older version of you from even just a few minutes ago and the new version of you from right now connected when you looked into the battery pan and you realized that bolt was nothing it was just an extra bolt that was in the battery pan and the you, you there was like that little spark of ah the loop is now connected but the loop yeah. was unconnected because your memory is just going and you know because we're getting older <laughs> thank you no no in general i mean you know in little yeah. ways and in mine and obviously much bigger ways yeah no i i agree with that and i i think that's part of my when i was talking about with the gear i think i need to set myself up for Expecting that to happen, right? Like we are going to become more forgetful. Uh, you'll you'll, you'll go forward. back into the videos. I mean, it might be good to have like a GoPro rolling on the complicated stuff so that you could at least have a reference, not necessarily as a backup oh, yeah. reel, but, you know, just so you have like that 20 minute video of like you removing each thing and kind of holding it up to the camera one at a time and thing like that. It's a good idea. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I'm doing, I'm finding out real now, like when people come into your life and they kick up your your dust, they kick up all, all the, the tools and all the things you've collected. That's what's happening now. Cause I got people going in the machine shop all the time and I don't even know what they're doing. And I'm picking up tools and I'm like, this is cool. <laughs> Where did this come from? I guess the older version of me must've bought this at a garage sale. There was a moment in time where I picked up this thing and I said to myself, I'll pay two bucks for this. This is cool. This is like a, you know, whatever it's a machine shop doohickey or whatever. And I'm finding these things now because, like, my dust is kicked up, and I'm like, this is cool. Hmm. I'd pay two bucks for this. Oh, wait, I already did. This is cool. <laughs> it's mine now. So that's just. Yeah, it was like, I old. guess it's like things that have been covered with other things since you got them. Yeah. And now they're being pulled yeah. out again. Huh. That's uh, interesting. So that's a, the older version and the new version of me. Well, I have one thing to recommend since you're into pottery, and this may not be a thing for you necessarily because you don't really watch tv but for people who are interested in pottery we watched a show called the great pottery throwdown and it's like the british baking show I've it's that style kind of like making it it's you know light-hearted um competition but it's a really good 
way to see a lot of different forms of pottery because the challenges use different firing techniques, different throwing techniques, different, you know, sculpting techniques. So you get, you get the competition show, but you also get a, a kind of an entry into a bunch of different technique things through yeah. a bunch of different artists who have different ways of doing their own thing. So it's a nice, you know, spectrum of stuff. Yeah. And uh, I put a link to it. I don't know where you'd watch it now. We watched it on YouTube, but we had to kind of like find all the episodes that way. So. Yeah, I know. I know of it. Gonna, and speaking of that, uh, NBC tomorrow, hmm. NBC yeah. making it will be on. I don't know if I'm on the show. It's funny. I got a big, like, I don't hear from them at all. It's like, absolutely don't know anything what's going on. No one tells me anything. But last night I got an email from some marketing company like, these are all your social things. This is all the pictures that are approved. This is all the gifts that are approved. And it's like, these are the pictures. And I went through all the pictures, like 30 pictures. I'm not in one of them. I'm not even in the background of any of them. And it's like, and then these are the gifts. And I go through all the gifts. I'm not in any of them. It's like, daily. <laughs> daily. So. All right. Well, you guys got anything to recommend before we wrap it up? Yeah. Um, are you guys familiar with Maurice Hornberger? No. Oh, my goodness. So he has a video he put last week called Engineering an Automatic CNC Dust Shoe. So he has a CNC, and he wants to build a better dust collection for it. And it is a master class in over-engineering and problem-solving. It's so good. If Even if you don't care about CNCs, I highly suggest watching this video because the 40 minutes just flew by. It was so good. So um, I am a new subscriber to his channel, and I I just absolutely love this stuff. It's trying to figure out how to give you the link. Here you go. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Maurice Hornberger. Well, um, this is my one big marketing push for making it. Everybody go watch Making It tomorrow night on NBC. And then it'll be on Hulu. And you could, I think you could stream episodes on Hulu and a few other places. <clears throat> and just if you haven't delved into pottery, Google pottery in the search bar and YouTube. And a lot of usual suspects pop up at the top. And I don't want to recommend any one particular one because they're all really good. And uh, this one woman, let me think. I'm trying to... I, I, Pottery Crafters, I believe, is her name. Bob, does that ring a bell? You don't watch any of this stuff, do you? Pottery, I mean, we watch some, but that I don't. It's a no, woman that is so soft spoken, and she talks like this very slowly. Everything she does is very deliberate and it's very slow, and that's a pretty good one. So you got to watch. It. But like I said, it's mm. like watching paint dry, but it's very informative. But that's sort of the general tone of, of pottery pottery videos. Well, there's a guy um, named John the Potter that I've talked John about John the Potter, before. yeah, yeah, I follow him yeah, too. Yeah, and he's not that. He's like... He's uh, a bit, yeah, he's a little bit... He's got a pulse. Yeah, he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, <laughs> energetic and, you know, likes to emulate other filmmakers and stuff on YouTube. Yeah, um, he's popped up a lot lately because I've been... I, I actually subscribed to him way back when you talked about him, yeah. Yeah, he's got some good stuff, and he obviously knows what he's doing. Doing so. All right, well, let's go do the after show before you have to go be on TV. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>